This week on Face Off Hockey Show, we're getting closer to everyone's getting closer to training camp. And some seasons are starting this week, so we got that to talk about. We'll talk about a rebrand, we'll talk about a rebuild, and we'll talk about a rehashing? I don't know what that meant. I just had to you know, get a third re in there. Ah, oh, do re me. It's Face Off Hockey Show right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with the C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. It is me. How about that? How are you guys doing? Great. Scotty Waz here. Johnny P there. Yep. As we are geared up, we're throwing ready to go. It's Maryland Black Bears opening week. This. Third time in four years, New Jersey comes down to help open up the season for the Black Bears. Um, last year, they didn't because of, you know, things. So we're getting ready to go. Friday night, puck drop, 6 p.m. Eastern time start on Hockey TV. Hey, the Chesapeake Hockey Week podcast is back up and running. Hey. How about that? I thought that the game was at 6.30. Is it 6.30? I thought it was 6. <laughs> Could be 6.30. The original Should schedule right. says 6.30. Yeah, I think you're right. It's 6.30 and then it's 7 o'clock the next night. I apologize. Yeah. That's Thank amazing. God. I mean, I could leave work early. I don't think should go. It's fine with me. Well, isn't it just your house? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just making sure. Yeah. So. I'm just saying I could leave work. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, Johnny, what did you do this week? Speaking of working from home, I don't know what that means. Uh, Well, I went to... The uh, Black Bear. I went to one Black Bears game last week. I played golf on Friday. Uh, played pretty well. Um, and then I went to the preseason game against the Phantoms on Saturday afternoon. Almost got hit in the head with a hockey puck. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, as ones to do. Luckily, I didn't stick my head out of like around the padding to see where the puck was until after the puck came across my nose and hit the glass on the other side of the penalty box. Smart. Uh, so that was good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some good pictures. Amazon had to send me a new uh, charging brick for my laptop. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Uh, I was like halfway through. Well, no, I guess I was like probably halfway through like the first period of pictures. And I was like, oh, the uh, laptop needs some charge. So I put the charger in the laptop and <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not a, not a good side. So I switched it to another place to plug it in and still nothing. So mm -hmm. laptop died, battery out, no more, no more pictures to edit. Um, but yeah. Other than that, just normal C, I guess, sitting in my house. I brought all of my uh, deck furniture 
inside my house. That's right. You got big deck this week. I should have a new. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I mean, the big deck shows up shortly here. I don't remember if it's actually next week or the week after at this point. So (laughs) we I was close enough. But yeah, uh, this is the deck. Uh, This is a uh, big deck month for me. Big deck energy you're gonna have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I got that going for me. Nice. And uh, yeah, that's out of that normalcy. Well, I had a bit of an abnormal week. Um, oh, I did watch AEW though on Monday. The the pimp review. Yeah, dude, that was a good show. It was good. Good show. The the. Uh, Tag team match was amazing. Yeah, it was. That was a hell of a matchup. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I did first... like. Uh, I said I did say that the CM Punk Darby Allen match was on like the downside of the bell curve, mm-hmm. and then I have no idea what happened for the next like forty five minutes, and then the two new people revealed themselves at the end of the show, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the crowd was burned out after after a lot of those matches because even the first match, the Eddie Kingston Miro match, was fucking. Like phenomenal. I was even watching it the next day, and I was still like, I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's just like, god damn. Um, so yeah, I saw that on Sunday. That was a, that was a good show. And then, um, so the medical industry is wild though. Logistics be wild though. Uh, so apparently we didn't get a shipment of a item we needed. For cases on Tuesday. Oh no! Uh, it was supposed to show up on the th- Thursday, last Thursday, the second, and it didn't. I wasn't told about this until the fourth Saturday on a holiday. That's not good. <laughs> so I had been drinking, so I didn't want to go into work buzzed. Um, so I went in Sunday, and I was calling all around to find this damn product. Finally, found it in Fargo. So Monday, I I learned about that Monday after. Monday at around noon, they're calling me like, yeah, no, we got some. We'll just leave them at the front desk. So I drive down to Fargo, pick them up, drive back. Wow. Like, My God. I don't want this position anymore. This is bullshit. Yeah, that's this stuff. Sucks. You so, didn't even get a potato out of it. I know. That was the, that was the weird part because afterwards, uh, both my supervisor, my supervisor and my manager is like, you get to do anything fun while you're down there? I'm like, you know, I could. I was on the clock. I didn't want time fraud. <laughs> Fuck. I don't have known that. Yeah, you just show yeah, back up. Fucking... You get two potatoes, expense the potatoes and all your mileage. Right, exactly. <laughs> I got food. You were there for 10 minutes. It's for fucking potatoes. Those things are good. You had a potato <laughs> in there? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that was that was my Labor Day. Oh. <sighs> Dealing with that whole shit, dealing with all the reps and everything that like sucks. that. Fuck. So, yeah, that's the shitty part about being in like a rural, rural area. Well, far- I mean, you also should have found out about it before two days after the fact. You know, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I mean, just throwing logic out there, which I've been told in my job is that uh, I am too logical for people. Apparently, aren't you supposed to do that? Do that in IT? I don't know. I feel I feel like that's part of my job. However, I expect other people to also use logic. Yeah, that's my problem. That's that's, yeah, therein, therein lies the hook. Right. 
Therein lies the hook. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I didn't do too much this weekend. Other than that, did did the normal stuff. Did I do? I didn't, no, I didn't do anything fun. I didn't buy anything fun, did I? Fuck, now I gotta remember. I think I did something. Oh, I I uh, I went through all my cards, or uh, most of my cards in my bind binders. Oh, nice. I found. I have this many over a course of like four years of McDonald's cards that are doubles. Wow. So these are ones like you can only get from the McDonald's meals. Wow. Like a nice. shit ton of them that are just doubles. So who knows? Since the trading card bit didn't go well from Patreon, who knows what we're going to do? I might have to sell these on the eBay. Uh, so. Nobody wanted your trading cards? Well, nobody signed up enough for that $5 tier for the trading card, baby. So, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your cat. Cat won't give a fuck. Mom probably won't give a fuck either. So that's face off. By the way, kids went back to school. Apparently, my uh, niece did a ribbon cutting for her school. Okay. The dang thing. Nice. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. Well, all right, then I'm heading out, I suppose. I don't know what, the, what you want me to do with this information, Barb. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I did. Uh, I I did talk to you. It wasn't Stan. I had to confirm though, like during the conversation, whether or not it was Stan. But there was a, a guy that was very much like Stan at Target um, in Glen Burnie, who held like a fifteen-minute conversation with me about Legos. Wow. Technically, thirteen minutes for him talking to me about Legos, and then yeah. there was a couple like interjections of, "Oh, that's cool." Um, but I didn't have anything else to do, so I listened to him talk about Legos for a while. It was pretty cool. It's like, it's like that one of those things, like someone talking, like, man, that's wild. Yeah. And it just kept going. I was like, all right, I got I to gotta go. Gotta uh, roll. I, also, I also found this. I found a Seaman Varlamov card. Well, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know how to pronounce his name so or spell it. Seaman Varlamov, everybody. Oh, Johnny, we got some injuries. We got some injuries. I know. I just saw that. I'm going to play this music that I have then. Condition is in. Oh, yeah. Who's down and out with some blues? Maybe some black and bruised. It's the Face Off Hockey Show Injury Reports. Have a new haha fuck you game. <laughs> I have a lot of unopened Parkhurst trading cards from 92, 93. Uh oh. I might just open a pack and give a description. <laughs> you guys guess who the fuck it is. Oh, uh, that'd be hilarious. I have to make sure it's Series 1 because Series 2 is like all the like European <laughs> signings. Wait, there's an NHL game tonight. Uh oh, who's playing? The <laughs> Generals and the uh, Hat Tricks. Wow. It says the 2021-22 NHL season has officially begun. Didn't they face off against each other enough last year? Holy fuck. That's crazy. Like, like those, yeah, those two and the fucking Northeast and Maine played. Northeast and Maine played, I think, nine straight games against each other because of violation. Who's on Northeast? Anybody that we would know? Uh, Bruce Cooper. Nope. Anybody on the other team? Bryce Battaglia. I'm assuming that's Bates Battaglia's kid. I don't know. On uh, Danbury. 
I feel like Bataglia is probably not a, a very common name. No, I wouldn't think so. Uh, doesn't look like there's many returning guys. A couple of returning guys for Northeast. A couple of returning guys for Danbury. So, Josh Seeley. And then I like Josh. I, I think Josh Seeley is a good goalie for North for Danbury. So. Apparently, um, so Danbury paid Jim last year to go to uh, um, Johnstown and take pictures for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jim went up on the. Um, catwalk and was oh. taking pictures and got like a picture of Seely like totally like full out like making a save and stuff mm-hmm. and apparently from what I was told um Danbury printed up a ton of those pictures and are selling them as like the Seely save oh nice I was like that's pretty cool cool does he get a commission off of that I well I don't know actually <laughs> I hope so I say <laughs> Ah, uh, NHL one week away from the greatest show on ice. 29 teams, one super rank. Let's get on. Is this the uh, same super rank of last year where there's like eight ranks and then there's like 14 other playing fields? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big complex. Nice. The and the uh, National Sports Complex super rank. There's a, there's a hotel that's right there. It was too expensive for me, so I'm staying a little out of town. So I'm sure that hotel's de- really expensive. Yeah, it's about one fifty a night. And I'm like, that's a little too rich for my blood. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not I can break this off, but still. Uh yeah, injuries. Hey, how about that? Jake Gardner, he had back and hip surgery. Oh. Uh he's out for the season, which is able to fit a uh, good old uh Yespiri Kultaniemi, his contract under the cap. So uh-huh. term injury reserve, baby. Uh, also today, Sidney Crosby uh, was revealed that he undergone he has gone undergone. I can speak for a living wrist surgery. He's out for six weeks, so that'll put him right. That'll push him right to about first second week into the season, I believe. So he's got that going for him. Um, oh geez, allergies just playing heavy on Johnny P today. There he is. Two weeks in a row. Damn. I had that like the past two days. I'm just like, oh, this sucks. Fucking get this dust out of here. Uh, Patreon. We got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Facebook Hockey Show. You can contribute to us and the money will go back into the show. How about that? You would do a dollar. Get Scotty Hotels. Exactly. Help me with hotels. Stay, I can stay at the airport.com. Um, uh, if you give a dollar, you get the uh, video show. That's the thing. You get to see us live and in person and doing visual gags. And what we talk about before the show too, uh, and then we uh, then five dollar tier you help us pick a segment, and then your little goodies, the little goodies of extra audio. So you got that going for you. Patreon.com says Face Off Hockey Show. You can be like Pat and Jeff and Kevin and Matthew and Damon and Mark and Ethan and Trista and Chris and Rob and Sean and Mitch. They contribute it. You can too. Face Off Hockey Show on Patreon. Patreon.com says Face Off Hockey. Show Johnny, it was a sweep, a unanimous decision. Okay. Uh, we're it was on talk. all of the judges' cards. All the judges' cards. It was fantastic. Pierre Dorian was re-signed this week. Okay. To an extension through the 25, uh, 2025-26 season. He is the general manager of the Ottawa Senators. Uh-huh. During his press conference, he said, The rebuild's done. 
And I think I think to myself, self, what does he mean by this? What does he mean that the rebuild is done? Does it mean they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything more? Uh, you, you think they're gonna win with this team here? Do you realize you don't have that many goaltenders? You start from the net out. You got a lot of young kids, but you expect them to win now. Johnny, we all know that life begins at conception. Uh-huh. At least that's what Texas will have you believe. True. When does the rebuild end? Does it end when you have all the pieces that's for that. the future? Or does it end when the the pieces there give you a good outlook for the future? Well, so I kind of feel like I kind of feel like if Ottawa was a house, um, they've built the house back up. But they might still have like, you know, a window in the basement that water can continue to leak into and destroy the foundation. Personal experience now? Maybe. Okay. Um, I don't know. I If they're done, their rebuild, they did this like dead quiet on the download because I was under the impression that they were still rebuilding and would be for another like two years. I did not I did not realize that they were like, yeah, we're good. Maybe they downsized in their rebuild. Maybe that was the difference. (laughs) Maybe they like just tore apart like a bigger house and then they rebuilt it into like something smaller. So that's why he's like, yeah, the rebuild's finished. We're never spending the cap again. Um, (laughs) That's a good metaphor. Yeah, we're just done. We're just we're finished rebuilding. What you see is what you get. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. I, I I mean, I feel like the senators are on the rise. I mean, that the last time that occurred, Julius Caesar died, but, you know, neither here nor there. Don't turn um, your back to Caesar. Uh, but, I mean, I feel like the team is on the rise. I feel like I feel like they have a good group of young players. I I just didn't realize that they were finished. Yeah, I didn't, I'm, I'm I didn't with, know. I'm with you on that. And, and I and at, when he said this, I kind of just I stared off into space. I looked at my sunroof. I was waiting for Jen um, to get off of work. I was looking through my sunroof. I'm like, you know, he might have a point because if the re, he said the rebuild was done and he expects them to win now, I wonder if he. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like you, where the rebuild's done and then we have the pieces in place now. Now they go. Now they shine. We're not going to add any more draft picks. We're not going to rely on any more draft picks or prospects or anybody to come in here. What you see is what you get. WYSIWYG, as uh, the computer kids say. And they ha- then you're right. They do have a really good core youth uh, uh, ahead of them, including Brady Kachuk, who is still unsigned, which is astonishing to me. And we'll talk to, little, we'll talk to Lawrence about that, about how there are so many UFA or RFAs still unsigned. So if I bring up Ottawa, where are they at? Oh, yeah, they're the very bottom of payroll. They are $3.2 million under the seat, under the floor. Yeah, but they still have to sign Kachuk. That'll, that'll be enough. That'll boost it up, yeah. You got to figure he'll get eight over eight, and then will pop it right there. But they don't have a player over the age of 29 on this roster. Nice. Austin Watson um, is 29, as is Nikita Zaitsev. 
And yeah, their goaltenders are kind of their goaltending is what I what scares me the most. Matt Murray, Anton Forsberg, eh, mm. Matt Murray especially. Their defense looks solid. You got Shabbat, you got Zaitsev, you got uh, Artem Zub, Mike Delzato is there for a good third pairing. Nick Holden's good. Josh Brown's good. Victor Mete's good. Eric Branson, and they also have JBD in the minors. Um, Dylan Harrington, Dylan Hetherington. That's a name. Uh, and then, you know, they're, they're up front. Looks good. Bathers, Batherson is there. Like you said, Brady Kachuk. Shane Pinto is a stud. Uh, Josh Norris is under. Stutzel. Stutzel is there. Nick Paul. Chris Tierney, the, the last guy remaining from the uh, Carl, uh, Carlson trade. I mean, they have a good. I didn't even mention Alex Formention. I didn't uh, even mention his Formention. But there it is. So, I mean, you look at this team, the young parts are in place. Maybe the rebuild's done because they have the parts in place. But uh, to say they expect them to win now, ooh, I don't know. This doesn't look like a team, especially when you redo the divisions, when you're going to have Boston there, or you're going to have, uh, 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 Mon- well, Montreal's fine. Toronto you faced all last year. I can't remember who the hell's in that north division. Buffalo you can roll over. Yeah. Who the hell's else in that division? But if I if I'm rebuilding like a Corvette, mm-hmm. I don't say that the rebuild is done just because Keen Parts has sent me a box of of Corvette parts. Net. Like I, I I need to uh, I need to put them together. I need to I need to make it back into a Corvette. Right. It needs. I mean, to... maybe I don't have an alternator. Who knows? Sure. But. I got to put things together to figure out what I have and what I don't have. Right. I feel like just having pieces doesn't help. Yes, just have the parts is fine. It's a good starting point. It is. It ain't going to crank that car, though. If no. there's energy. No. Ain't going to crank that, Soldier Boy. I mean, we've seen what happens when the face-off hockey show car doesn't have brakes. Right. That was a key piece. They lost it all day. I swear to God, if he would have had good breaks, we could have had a top 15. Could have had a top 15. <laughs> you like that? That was good. Yeah, that, was good. that was a good ad. Thanks. Um, yeah, it, it just very much surprised me uh, that uh, the uh, they would be like, yep, nope, we're good. We're here. It's the way it's going to be. I mean, maybe it could be mentally, though. Right. Like I could see this being used as like a ploy of basically being like. You guys are who we got. Make it happen. Yeah. You almost it almost seems like an ultimatum. Like, hey, now it's on you guys, you fucks. I built this team. Now play like a team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then. I mean, you could say Wayne Gretzky's not walking through that door. Exactly. No Daniel Alfredson. Drake, Drake Batherson, though, he's all there. <laughs> he's all elite. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. We'll talk to Lyle about that, too, what he thinks. Um, so, see how it goes. By the way, speaking of all elite, did you see the new John Moxley T-shirt? No. Oh, it's a it's a vintage. Uh, it's an ode to the Cincinnati Cyclones jersey, uh, old logo. Oh, that's cool. I do appreciate how John Moxley's taking on like Japan currently. Yeah. Like as a whole. I saw I saw a tweet that said, 
uh, Tony Khan went up to John Moxley at, at the beginning of the year and asked him, who does he want to face? John Moxley said Japan. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, no, that's about right. Uh, yeah, let's bring this up. So this design here is his new T-shirt. Is this the one that's debuting uh, when he comes back? Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's the old Cincinnati Cyclones uh, logo. <laughs> That he has a barbed wire goalie stick. So that's the one that uh, he's going to wear when, what is it, next week? Or this Wednesday coming up? Today. Next. Oh, today. Okay. They're in Cincinnati? <laughs> yep, they're in Cincinnati. He takes on Minoru Suzuki. Uh, so he's, uh, he's all about that. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool I, looking. This, <laughs> I like this thread here. This is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Cincinnati Cyclones hockey team or anyone affiliated with that team. <laughs> I mean, that's smart. That's smart to say. Genius. It's a parody. They wouldn't get... That's fine. They'll get through. Why would they get mad? Although, I would like to appreciate... I do appreciate how John Moxley all of a sudden has got red hair and a red beard and red eyebrows, but that's fine. Yeah, no, it's, you know, what can you do? Died. Yeah. So, we should... I should I should bring up the old logo. Um, the old logo, just for... Uh, uh, for uh, comparison reasons. Austerity. Is that what it is? I always uh. get, it's always wrong. Comparison's sake, I guess. Comparisons. Comparisons. Comparison. So, Mark with a C joins us now. Hi, buddy. Hello. Uh, so here is the comparison. Right there. So... Yeah, that's great. So there's, you know, there's that John Moxley one, and then boom, Cincinnati Cyclones. What I like about the Cincinnati Cyclones logo in this one is that it has it has the goalie mask guy facing like this, like he's on the jersey, and then he's there on the jersey again, and then I'm assured he's on the jersey again, and he just goes down this wormhole. <laughs> that's funny. Also. Man, Miley League hockey love the Satin jerseys. Holy shit, that's shiny. It does is this, is of... this something for this season? No, this is like from the... Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Where's the form fitting? You got to get the form fitting. You got to get that 30%, 30% lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Mark, everything's coming back 90s. It's true. Yeah. So. It's true. I mean, they'll be able to make light material that shines like that, I'm sure. Yeah. The gl- glimmers. Oh yeah, shopaew.com for the John Mosley Cyclone shirt. Plug. This 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 that shirt is not endorsed by the Face Off Hockey Show or anybody of its members, but it's badass, so we are. Um, so there you go. We would I, endorse it though. Yeah. We would endorse it. Hell yeah. Somebody asked us to. John Moxley came on the show, but he's busy Wednesday nights. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking people on. Yeah. He's taking on Japan. Uh his right. next shirt should he should, on the back of it it should have said I'm huge in Japan. <laughs> uh in interesting rebranding news, the NWHL is rebranded to the Premier Hockey Federation. Interesting. PHF. Okay. PHF, baby. The logo is the letters, but the letters are slanted as such that they, it looks like a crown a W into a crown. But well, why? For I guess to to prove that women are on top. I don't know. Yeah. 
There is, it seems unnecessary to have that change. Seems seems weird. It seems like a, a Slovakian second league name. But it's still the same. Uh, it's still the same league, right? Like there aren't new people in charge or anything, are there? Not that I know of. It's still the same league. But it's just the PHF. And the and the NHL still not going to do anything until one of the two leagues decides that they don't want to be a part of it anymore, right? And uh, the NHL can take well, over. No, because the C the C uh, the C uh, the the Canadian Women's Hockey League is defunct. Bringing the noise, bringing defunct. So there is only one league. Uh, all right. Uh, but yeah. Interesting. PHF Changs. That if they don't get PF Chang's to sponsor this fucking league, then they're doing it wrong. Yeah, agreed. No captain for the Montreal Canadiens this year in the absence of Shea Weber. So, uh, just in case you guys wanted, if anybody was caring, that is how it's going to be. Um, some interesting news out of the uh, out of the COVID thing. We were talking about this last week. And Mark, it came true. We have uh, uh, an outline of what players can and can't do now. So apparently, the NHL is going to be a, a they they amended the CBA to say that the NHL clubs will be able to ban players who decline to get vaccinated if they can't take part in team part in team activities. Okay. Um, that includes if an unvaccinated player isn't allowed to travel due to regulations in a jurisdiction, and a player would be docked one day's salary for each day he's unable to be with the team. Medical reasons and sincerely held religious beliefs are reportedly among the exceptions to the policy. Players can opt out by October 1st if they are unvaccinated or they can prove an immediate family member in the same household is at high risk of becoming severely ill. Contract the virus club will get 30 days to determine whether to roll the player's contract over to the next season or strike the 21-22 season from the record. A player who opts out cannot play in another league or the Olympics. That seems a little strike it from the record. That seems a little. It's uh, no longer part of their permanent. Yeah, little little nuclear option there. Yeah. Uh, Testing will continue this season. Fully vaccinated players will go under the PCR exam every three days. Unvaccinated players every day. NHL will treat any fully vaccinated uh, player positive. COVID-19 test is a hockey-related injury in accordance with the league CBA. Unvaccinated players will essentially live in a bubble, according to Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet. They won't be allowed into internal venues on the road aside from the arena, practice rink, and team hotel. They won't be permitted to use shared facilities at the hotel or host visitors in their hotel room other than fully vaccinated family members. Unvaccinated players also aren't allowed to eat or drink at establishments that are open to the public. Interesting. Fully vaccinated players and mass media members We'll be able to interview players in dressing rooms, according to Mike Russo of The Athletic. It's estimated that 95% of NHL players are fully vaccinated, uh, increased from 10% oh from the according to Mike Russo. So are these guys going to have to wear non-contact jerseys at practice? And God, you know, how else so. are we going to, how else are we, yeah, like put a patch on their sleeve or something? I mean, whoa, too soon, I know. They, but... get, they, get, they, get, the bu- they get the bubble, they get the bubble that Johnny and I had during the, uh, the intermission <laughs> race, and they have to play in that. What if... Uh... God, what if you have um, some loosely held religious beliefs that are not, they're not, uh, how do, how do you uh, determine significantly held uh, religious uh, beliefs? They look at your Facebook page and your Twitter burner page. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, you is there yeah. like a certain number of social media posts per week that involve God? 
you have to get a written note from your pastor you and or and or uh uh what what uh, whatever you know the jewish pastor a right. rabbi that's what his name is you've had to you've had to vote a republican at <laughs> least the last two elections it's just a quiz what do you think about texas yeah. <laughs> not the abortion law just the state in general state in general yeah uh, i was kind of confused it, with that here's the quiz uh i i held my beliefs closer to texas than i do california true or false <laughs> uh well, there we go mark there are the rules outlined for so, your oh i mean we have another now that this is a, another wrinkle here right because uh, the I, uh, also this week I don't, if, I don't know if you guys have discussed it yet or not, or maybe I'm segueing, but now we're talking about NHL COVID rules, but we're also talking about the Winter Olympics in February. Mm-hmm. So okay. how does this all feed into whether or not players are going to be eligible for the Olympics? And if they go to the Olympics and they're unvaccinated, whether they're even allowed to or not, what then happens? Do they have to quarantine when they get home? Are they even allowed to play on the team for the rest of the season? I don't even know. I don't know what's going to happen. What was the deal? What's the deal? Um, with the what was it? Was it uh, Brazil and who else was it? Oh my God, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Uh, so what? Because those players coming from England were they vaccinated at all? Yeah, but so England is on Brazil's red list apparently. So because they didn't tell people that they came from England and they also didn't quarantine the uh our the the Brazilian. Brazilian authorities deported the Premier League players from Argentina. Even though they're uh, vaccinated. Yes. Yeah, I don't think vaccination status came into play at all. And no. I don't think it mattered. No. Um, so, yeah, that was that was uh, crazy. Craziness uh, to start this and international they're window. Go, they're, going, they're going to China for the 2022, and I'm sure those rules are much more strict. Than Brazil. That's true. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Our opt in, opt out for this one was really good, I feel. Like it could go in so many different directions. Yeah, exactly. Holy crap. So. Because currently they're in, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, we exactly. still got, we still have four months. Kind of segues into this. As of right now, the, the players are in. They was announced on Friday. They are good to go. But they uh, again, much like wrestling, uh, card subject to change without notice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've got that. Also, we have our first opt out of the season as Rocky Thompson, the assistant coach of the San Jose Sharks, has opted out due to a medical uh, situation that allow- doesn't allow him to get the vaccine. OK, and that's all he'll comment on. So there we go. Our first guy is uh, is out of here. So, in a in a he said due to a medical exemption that prevents me from taking the vaccine under the league protocols, I'm not available. To, I'm not permitted to fulfill my duties. Uh, I will have no further comment. There you go. We've done it. Um. Oh, the Florida. You see this one today. The Florida Panthers uh, are offering endorsements to 200 plus female athletes from Florida Atlantic University. Well, that's not very nice to, you know, only... Oh, I, never mind. Go ahead. What were you going to say? 
I was going to make a weight joke, but that no. wasn't a good joke. No, it wasn't. Uh, the Florida Panthers said they were unable to choose one, so they're making the offer to 200 of the female uh, athletes, student athletes. Well, it's all of them, right? Yeah, Every it's, yeah, it's female? Yeah, yeah, it's all of them. Every single... Uh, anybody who's on a women's team at FAU, go Owls, is, uh, is now in line for an endorsement for the Panthers. All right. Yeah. They have good work. Women's teams in basketball, beach volleyball, golf, soccer, softball, swimming, and diving, tennis, cross country, track and field, volleyball, and spirit. There you go. It's in Boca Raton, so you know it's classy. Go out. You know, we haven't heard a lot of that NIL talk after like the initial. Yeah. I don't, uh, I still don't get it, but you know, go for it. I don't know what. So, what are the, what what for this um, Florida Panthers sponsorship thing? What do the Florida Panthers get out of this? Because uh, you, you know how great it would be if the Florida Panthers had uh, their logo on the uh, jerseys. The uniforms. Of, <laughs> and they advertised on the jerseys of the college. I think that's what it is, honestly. I mean, that would be amazing. The irony of that would be so hilarious to me. Yeah. I think that's what it is, is that they get like publicity. They'll show up. They'll talk about it on social media. They'll do special events in the arena. Stuff like that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, most of these are likeness-related, right? Uh, I think so. I believe I believe that what it is. And, they, yeah, they can make money off their likeness now. Which is why nice. I can't wait for the new NCAA football game to come out in a couple of years. Great. It'll be great. <clears throat> I don't understand why we never did NCAA hockey. Then I realized that EA Sports sucks at hockey games, even with this new engine. doesn't look that great. Not look that great. They're bringing back, uh, you know, NCAA football, so maybe there's hope. Yeah, I don't think there was a college game like there was for hockey at least. Would it just sort of be a skin for the the NHL game? All they would need to do is get the rights, and it would just be like another. Because uh... uh, I think you, if you if you because all college rinks are different. Hashtag not all college rinks. Um. Yeah, that would be cool if you had different dimensions for high strength, depending yeah. upon where you and played. the different the different atmospheres, like the fans, because the the Wisconsin student section is right behind the visiting net for two periods. So the student sections there, other student sections are elsewhere, but that it would be pretty badass if you had like the different environments there, which is why it'll never happen because EA's fucking lazy. <laughs> so if you haven't seen any of their in any of their video games recently, that's the reason why. Uh, they're just fucking lazy as hell. It's just roster update. 20. Yeah, it could be the it could be the same game. They just update the rosters. You know, yeah. you know, Rocket League hasn't changed one bit since it came out, no. and you don't even have to pay for it anymore. And all they do is just you know send updates every now and then. That's really all FIFA needs to do. Yeah, and NHL and whatever else. Yeah, it's sorry. not like the game is changing. Maybe maybe they need to update the rules every now and then. But for RC cars. Driving? No, I'm t- I was talking about for NHL. Did they oh, get no, no. the Chase Elliott uh, car in uh, in Rocket League? They do offer NASCAR. Any, any NASCAR? They do offer NASCAR from time to time, but you have to pay for it. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I don't. Need, I don't need to pay for it. That's yeah, that's not smart. Like, like that's silly. You don't need to pay for it. 
Mm-hmm. Good at it. You don't need to pay for it, baby. You know that. Go. Uh, Mark knows that. You got two kids. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I did pay for it, though. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another, you pay for it. It's true. In the end. Um. Oh, hey, there, there's a sign. This is a sign. It's uh, Sean Sean Leahy's close personal friend and favorite af- athlete athlete. <laughs> Brian Boyle has signed a pro, a pro tryout with the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. His favorite player with his favorite team. Man, I bet you he's H-A-R-D, baby. Hard as hell. Let's go. <laughs> and he's ready to go on that one. Um, I still can't get over the fact that the, the Florida Panthers jersey, like the shoulder numbers are literally on the shoulders and not only for, on the bicep. Like freaking like a football jersey. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the, oh, the gift that keeps on giving the Phoenix Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes are eyeing Tempe as their new home, as they have submitted a bid to build a new arena in Tempe, Arizona. 46 acre plot near, uh, Tempe Town Lake. Uh, the city took bids, uh, up until the 3 p.m. deadline this Thursday. And now they will review the proposals and make a recommendation to city council who will then approve or reject it. So there we go. It's uh, it's been said that the two sides have been negotiating for the last two years. So maybe there's good blood. Maybe there's bad blood. Who's to say? I would think if it hasn't happened by now, it's probably not going to happen. Right. Maybe that if two years. Usually, if you're talking for two years and your friend zoned it like that, dude, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. Dumber not shit's happening. Sure. Ain't going to happen, bro. Yeah. So. Not for a long term <laughs> thing. That's for sure. No, 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 not for long. It's hit it and quit it at that point. Five years, they moved to Houston. And then when they go the way they go. I can't wait till the Houston announcement. I can't wait. It's great. Uh, OHL suspended uh, Logan Malieu for the first half of the season. Obviously, his story is very well told. He is a, a, a uh, guilty of sexual offense in Sweden. And he is now suspended for the first half of the season, the OHL upon uh, review at the midway point, whether he'll be reinstated this year or not. So there's that. Uh, Dan Quinn, John Hines, Ryan Miller, uh, and Todd Reardon will be assistant coaches for the U.S. men's team. Sullivan at at the helm. So obviously the slingshot power play will be in full effect. Yes. So get ready for that, everybody. As will Lubos Bartekos. Lubos Bartekos! Uh, his kid's playing in the N.A. Did I, did, did I tell you that? That's awesome. Yeah, I think his kid plays for the, uh, the Wilderness. The Thrashers? <laughs> God, I want a team to be named the Thrashers again. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, do we care to talk about Theo Fleury? Did you guys hear about this bullshit? Uh, I did not. I want to talk about Theo. Oh, jeez. Here it is. Okay. Theo so, just can't figure out how to just live his life no, in retirement he... and move on. Did he uh, punch another mascot? Oh, nope. Nope. He, so, he should have. It, this was, it would be better if you punched a mascot. Uh, on a Twitter rant... Mm, that never <laughs> starts well. <laughs> uh, Theo Fleury likened the Canadian schools uh, calling for um, vaccine passports uh, reprehensible. Mm-hmm. As he says, it would allow pedophiles to know where your kids mm. are at all times. Okay, there's a leap there. There's a pretty big jump. Pretty big jump. 
I mean, I get why he's hyper-focused on that one issue. Everybody sure. understands why he's hyper-focused on that one issue, and being a champion against that issue is a good thing. It's one thing, yeah. But I don't know about vaccine passports. I, I, don't, see, I don't see that leap. I don't, I don't know how he took that step. Uh, he needs it. So is there anywhere in the Twitter rant where he explains his reasoning between point A and point B? I mean, really, that's like point A and point L. I don't think he did. Okay. okay. That tweet was deleted. I'm sure. Well, yeah. I'm okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. Because you can't edit tweets, which sucks. And then if you oh. try to put the thought back in, now everything's out of order. So. And then, and then Flurry is just like, yeah, I got, uh, and someone's like called him out. Oh, like you're you're a doctor of all this stuff. And he's like, I got honorary doctorates, and and someone said yes. Honor- oh no, like, same thing. I'm like, no, Theo, they're not the same thing. So Brandon University, uh, the one of the places that gave him an honorary doctorate, said that uh, Flurry's uh, Flurry's significant contributions to expose the rotten junior hockey and to support other survivors of child sex abuse through recovery continue to be, deserve respect. It is understandable he may struggle with this. Uh, struggle to trust authority that he may see dark motives and other actions his recent statement however go beyond reasonable distrust and our stain on his legacy which saddens us um one of the uh, greatest tragedies of abuse is how it perpetuates itself across generations we call on flurry to recognize that he is now a person of a in a position of authority and to recognize that his actions as an authority put him in a place where he can be uh, cause harm to others um we hope he gets help that's essentially what it is so yeah yeah. All right then. There we I go. Think they, I think we need licenses to get on social media at I some th- point. I think you almost. I think you almost need like a blood. You need. You need to have like a blood pressure thing. That you yeah. Like, like uh, like not stop. being able to start your car without being right. blown, like blow yeah. into the DWI thing. Like, exactly. Yeah. You have. You have to get. You have to get like fucking a blood pressure cuff and put it in like you're at a CVS. And if your blood pressure's good, you know what? Cool. Or a breathalyzer as well. Oh, that too, yeah. In order to post on social media, you need to have an, one of those CAPTCHAs. Except the CAPTCHA isn't just identifying streetlights and bikes. It's like answering basic questions about logic and math and uh, and you know being a good person. <laughs> those sorts of things. Which one of these guys is president? And if they hit Trump, and they don't get the ball yep, again. Sorry. Sorry, you're going to have to wait five hours before you can post this. Try again. Are you sure you want to post this? <laughs> really? Uh, How many know? states are there in the United States? <laughs> mm, sorry, you got that one wrong. We're going to have to hold this post back. Yeah, we're going to hold this back for now. Or uh, if they get it wrong, it just goes to a separate part of the internet where when people get these questions wrong, all of their stuff goes somewhere else. That makes sense. Not necessarily the the, the dark web, maybe like the dumb web. Okay, yeah. Idiot web. <laughs> wow. Uh, by the way, Louis Barteco's kids, Dominic, is actually on the Green Bay Gamblers. Instead. Dominic Barteco's. What a name. Dominic Barteco's. That is a great name. 17-year-old, 5'8", 146, out of uh, Praha's Czech Republic. He's only 5'8"? Yeah. Kid needs to step it up, literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got big shoes to fill with his dad, Lubos Partekos, the former, former Slovakian captain. Does he hold Slovak? Oh, yeah. He was, he was born in the Czech Republic, but it, he's got Slovakian and USA uh, passports. I don't know how this works. 
Nations are weird, kids. Anybody want to guess when uh, Lubos Bartekos finished his career? Mm, when he started playing. 2005? 05? Mm, Johnny? Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to go... In the NHL or just total? In, in general. In general. Mark, if you uh, want to re- revamp your... Yeah, I'm going to go like 2010. 2010? Mark, I'll you... stick with 2005. That's fine. 2015-16 season. Wow. Yeah, I had a wow. feeling that he was one of those guys that went back to Europe and like played for a while. Oh, yeah. No, he went back to... Uh, he went to... Uh, where do you go from... After Atlanta Thrashers in 0203. That was his last NHL season. Played in HC Sparta. Oh, wow. uh, Dynamo Moskev. H H K S K P Pop Rad Lula HF <laughs> and back. What was that team? Hold on. H K S K P Pop Rad. Wow. Then he played for M H K Kesmerak. Were there then games all on TikTok? <laughs> right. Back to Lulia, then to Kesmerak, then to Lulia, then to SC Burn, then the Fardiestad, then back to Pop Rad, who took out the S K P in their name. Then he went to Hello Modo. Then he went to Lev Poprad, which I guess is the same Poprad, but they changed the whole thing entirely. <laughs> then he went to eight. Then he then he went to HC Lev Prada, and then Pirata Shimatov, and then back to HC Pop HK Poprad. Jeez. So yeah, he had a full career. He had he had quite the experience after he left the Thrash. See the Mike Sillinger of Europe. Oh, I'm sure there's more. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty more guys who fucking. He's kind of like the Harold Baines. Yeah, like he just kept going saying. back to the same he kept team. Coming back. <laughs> He's the Dimitri Kristich of European hockey. Might only have had one knee at the end of the career as well. He just. I saw a. I saw a picture of Harold Baines show up on Twitter where he was actually playing in the outfield. I was like, oh my god, that's ridiculous! It had to be right field. Seventy-five. <laughs> it's important, you know. It is. You gotta know, you gotta how, know to, how to catch. You gotta know how to throw. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, an obscure Peter Paul and Mary joke. <laughs> yeah, which I think could be any Peter Paul and Mary joke. <laughs> hey, 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 if we had a hammer, though, we would hammer yeah. in the morning. Yeah, and in the evening. Hammer at supper time when hammers on a bagel. Wait, no. <laughs> all over this town. Yeah. Bill, oh, so, oh, this is funny. Harold Baines was scouted as a 12-year-old playing Little League ball. So Bill Vec, Bill Vec was the fucking, uh, what's his name? Not Greg Swain, the other guy. Fuck, what was the other guy? Who I don't know. Mm. The the one guy to Clark beat France. the guy? Mark France. Hoop Scoop Online. Scouting second graders to, for college, college shit. Wow, When's the, where's Theo Fleury when you need him? Right, he should be fucking worried about that shit. Yeah, not 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 this uh, this, this vaccine passport. It's goddamn Clark Francis. Yeah, doing like eight year old basketball games, trying to get him into Duke. <laughs> By the way, January 9th is Harold Baines Day to you and yours. So what? That's of the count. Yeah, in St. Michael's, <laughs> over on the Eastern Shore, hon. Oh my God. So get get out of town. Um. Harold, his, his son went to uh, Johnny's alma mater, McDonald's College. So, there you go. Hello, Lyle. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. It's good. 
Good. We're talking about Harold Baines and, uh, <laughs> you know, his, his his life as a DH. Um, that sounds like a book he'd write. Harold Baines, My Life as a DH. My Life as a DH by Harold Baines. So listen, so listen to this trajectory. As a player, so he started in 1980. Mm-hmm. So he went from the he started as a White Sox, then went to the Rangers, then to the Athletics, then to the Orioles, then to the White Sox, then to the Orioles, then the Indians, the Orioles to the White Sox. <laughs> you, you, you notice a pattern developing, right? Oh, yeah. he won a ring. Good for him. Oh, he's a coach. They won a ring. Good for still him. Still won a ring. He still won a ring. Yeah. <clears throat> Time All Star, Silver Slugger Award winner. Number retired in the Orioles Hall of Fame. Come on. Like, what, what more do you want from this guy? Harold Baines. Who retired his number? Uh, Chicago, White Sox. Mm, he played there. Okay. For yeah, he played everywhere, though. No, he played. He played, he played for Seattle. He played for Texas, didn't, didn't he? Just, no, it, it, Chicago, so Chicago, Texas, Oakland, Baltimore, Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland, Baltimore, Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, so played, he got around. Yeah, played nine years plus another two, so that's eleven plus another two. It's thirteen <laughs> years. Yeah, does uh, it get there? There we go. We're trying to figure out. Johnny saw a picture of Howard Baines playing in the outfield. Um, we're like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, he played. He played it. He played at the nine and the seven in Oakland. He played left and right field. Yeah, I'm seeing this right now. He's a professional baseball right fielder. Of course, he was. Yes, yeah. he blew his knees out at night at, at 15. You know Most recently, <laughs> so at one point at one in ni- at one point in 1997, the White Sox actually let him play in right field again, and that was it. That's after that. The next, literally, the next nine years of his career, they were like, "No, I'm sorry, buddy, you're done." Yeah, that I'm was sure. in 90. 90- oh, sorry. So he got traded a few times. So it was really the next, only the next four years of his career that he was a DH. And I want to say it was him who. Uh... Who was just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this anymore. What are you talking about? Uh, Harold Baines bet at 301 with the Orioles in seven seasons. That's pretty damn good. 301, 101 in home runs, 30, 378 RBIs. There you go. He had a 403 on base percentage with the Orioles in 95. That's insane for a guy who can't run. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty goddamn good. Thing is, he, he could turn a gapper into just a single. <laughs> It still counts. Yeah, exactly. Still a hit. Still gets that. Oh, that How do you oh, walk Harold Baines? You know he's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. So, Lyle, what's up? Uh, hi, Lyle. Hey. Uh, no worries. We're just talking. To you. I'm just aimlessly scrolling, you know, Twitter and, and porn sites while I'm listening to you guys. You know? Same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Birds of a feather. Yeah. Do you know what we were doing? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were just talking. Th- we we're talking about the the whole the NHLPA vaccine rules and all that fun stuff. Mm. All the COVID rules, Rocky Thompson stepping down, that fun stuff. So, trying to find out. What is that? Who's who's oh. all wonk? Say that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm typing. Is that okay? I'm not allowed to type. We had no. some, we had a little disruption in the forest. It's, it's, it was the UFO. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Uh, Aliens. Well, Kyle, it's it's time for my favorite part of the uh, of the show when we have things to do. Mm. It's the uh, the hey, what do you think of this jersey thing? <laughs> so here we go. Your Minnesota Wild 
Heritage uh, Winter Classic jerseys. Mm, I I kind of like the old timey vibe that goes with it. Um, but I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm kind of lukewarm to that. I I would not rush out and buy that. Got the little state of hockey patch here because they got to try hard. Mm. Um, the interesting part is if you see on the back elbow here, it's a little bit of this tan, the tan felt back behind the elbow. So they ruined two perfectly good jerseys. <laughs> do, they have a, do they have an elbow patch? They have an elbow patch on both elbows. Great. Yeah. So it is. It isn't god awful, but it's no. Nah, I, I I as I said, I get the vibe they were going for with this kind of doing the old timey sort of thing, but it nah. They stole the NFL's captain's patch. Um, yeah. So that's kind of good. Bet you the captain's patch is actually what this is. It's not even. It's not even a trial. What the <laughs> NHL is doing is they're planting the seeds to have this year, so that they can fit other patches on there when mm-hmm. it ultimately. The sponsor patch will be over here on this right shoulder. Of course. So like, I mean, okay. there are there are a lot of racing stripes on this one. There is. It's it's, it's very it's very fast, very quick. I made this comment on the Twitter in that um, teams that have a lot of heritage or areas that have a lot of heritage of hockey mm. really fucking shove it down your throat that hey, <laughs> you know, hey, we got, we got a lot of heritage. Yeah. Hey, we got this heritage though. <laughs> hey, we're the state of hockey. See, it says it on the pa- on the pants here. Hey, we're the Canadians. We're gonna ra- wear nine jerseys during our hundredth anniversary. Yeah. Hey, I'm a Canadians fan, and even I found that was way too much. Lyle's just like, oh come on. Exactly. By the time they got to the barber pole ones, I was like, okay, I'm out. That's it. I'm done now. That's when I jumped in. That's what I was. Yeah, like, that's when you jumped in. That's when I. That's when I made my exit. And it's like, no, I'm out of here. Lyle, hot tag. Right through that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> um, Lyle, we had we the offer sheet came, Saul conquered, and uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, now a member of the Hurricanes. Jake Gardner had someone take out his back and hip so they can get him under contract. Under LTIR. Yep, LTIR. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and now... Here we are. And then afterwards, the Canadians take that first round pick and then grab Christian Dvorak on that, too. The whole thing unfolded exactly the way most of us expected it was going to. Pretty sure we called that to a T last week as well. We pretty much did. Yeah. Pretty much. We knew somebody was going to go on LTIR. And I had mentioned at the time that, you know, there was was speculation at that time that it could be Jake Gardner. But, uh, yeah, you know. Nobody was surprised. Everybody knew that they weren't going to that the Habs weren't going to match one year six point one mil because Kakanyemi's not worth that much money in one season, and yep. it was going to blow up their salary structure and it was going to make it more difficult for them when they had to go and sign uh, Suzuki and uh, Romanov next year and Cole Caulfield in two years' time. So yeah, you take the draft picks and then oh, what do you do? Well, you flip one of them and you know in a bundle, bundle, take one of the first rounder that you got, bundle it with a second rounder three years down the road, and voila, you got yourself a Christian Dvorak. So you know, Bobby, how are Christians Dvoraks made? <laughs> um, with great well care. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, yeah, I mean it unfolded pretty much the the way the way we expected, and and of course it was totally not about revenge. Yeah. Totally not about revenge. 
Now, as I said, that angle did get played up a bit, but to see Dom Waddell and, and Tom Dundon both sit there and with straight faces try to say, okay, look, revenge had nothing to do with this. But it's like, you know, no, no, we, this whole thing of social media was, was just for our fans. We're trying to drum up excitement for the team. And that's all that is. Absolutely had nothing to do with it. I give you exhibit A, the $20 signing bonus, okay? If that wasn't about revenge, what the fuck was it about? And uh, I'll tell you what it was about. It was about revenge. Yeah, that yeah. was the revenge you, portion of it. You can't you can't pay Alex uh, Ned, uh, Ned, Nedkovich right. or Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> but yeah. hey, we'll, we'll put out a meme contract. Yeah. Walls. Yeah. So. Well, because yeah, because re-signing Dougie Hamilton and 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 signing uh, Nedjalkovic, there there's there's no there's no fun trolling to do there. You know, there's yeah, no one to troll. The future of this team, we need the memes. Yes. Exactly. Well, I mean, they're already kind of through the whole, you know, 15 minutes of fame for the bunch of jerks thing. So maybe they needed something yeah. new. Well, now this 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 pushes that bunch of jerks things back into the forefront. See, that gives that's it additional really. meaning because Don Cherry's gone now, and that so that has the old man there. That it was the bunch of jerks thing was getting old man stink on it by that point. Mm. So. You know, now you'd make this move, and now it's refreshed. Bunch of jerks, too. Electric Boogaloo. Here you go. There you uh, yeah, go. They lost most of their fan base when they signed Tony D'Angelo. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like now, now, again, I don't think that Dom Waddell was really up for the whole revenge angle here. I think that I do think that I that got pushed on him by Tom Dundon, as we, yeah, as we mentioned last week, because. You know, if if Don Waddell was totally down with, yes, revenge, let us hit them with the offer sheet when they're not expecting it, why would you try to acquire him by a trade first? And then why would you give, you know, Mark Bergevin a 24-hour heads up that, okay, look, if we can't work out a trade, we're going to go the offer sheet route. Just heads up, it's coming. So, you know what I mean? So that's where I think... Yeah, there was a revenge angle there because Tom Dundon definitely strikes me as as a gentleman who who will hold a grudge forever. Glad uh, Don Waddell is is a long time, I said, long time NHL guy. He doesn't do this sort of shit, right? So it's just like, look, okay, let me talk to let me talk to Bergie first, and let's see if we can swing a trade here, right? And yeah, when so he couldn't, okay, you can have your revenge and work the revenge angle. You're so. telling me a former venture capitalist is a revenge guy? Yeah, I know, right? That's so to character for those You're type of guys. You're telling me the but... former chairman of the Allegiance of American Football mm -hmm. is a revenge guy? I, I, I Listen, I know. It's totally out of character, but there it is. There it is. You're telling me a majority owner of Topgolf is a revenge guy. Scotty, I'm telling you, Tom Dungeon is all about the revenge. Vengeance is his, saith Tom Dungeon. My goodness. You're telling me a Southern Methodist University alumni in economics is a revenge guy. Well, absolutely. When you play up the economics part, especially, everybody knows those guys are out for blood, dude. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me Phi Gamma Delta, Tom Dundon, is a revenge guy. Do you not know what Phi Beta Gamma means? No, in Latin? Me. Revenge guys. That's oh, what it means. Wow. Come on. You didn't, know, you didn't take Latin in school? Come on. Yeah. Dude. They were the uh, they were the senators that killed Julius Caesar. You're telling me a guy who owns steak in Carvana is a revenge guy. <laughs> well, I guess so. He's revenging against high real estate or high uh, car prices. <laughs> Senior mortgage. Yeah. 
in your car gauge mortgage. Get a leg up on the bio financial dreams. That's revenge. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey, it gave us a week of uh, gave us a week of fun, didn't it? Sure did, Lyle. Yeah. Hey, hey, gave us gave us something to talk about in the dog days until the calendar flipped to September. All right. Opt in, opt out time. Yep. ESPN has said one of their forecasters, I don't know who it is, probably not Greg. He was on vacation <laughs> for a month. Said that Connor McDavid could hit 150 points this season. <laughs> opt in, opt out, Johnny. Out. Johnny is out. Mark. I'm in, but only because of the conversion rate. <laughs> Lyle. Uh, as big a fan I am of Connor McDavid, I am opting out of 150 points. You know. So, somebody somebody's forgetting that 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 Connor McDavid played only Canadian teams last season. I'm opting in because I don't think the Pacific Division is that much better. <laughs> but he's going to be playing more than the Pacific Division. You do realize this. I uh, still though he's going to face the majority Pacific Division. <laughs> A lot of dog shit there, Lyle. A lot of dog shit there. Uh, listen, he's. He, I will say he will get close. How's that? I'll say he gets within twenty points of it. I'm willing to go that far. Lyle will Lyle will opt out, but we'll give him a hundred around 130. Yes, I'm I'm willing to see him get as high as 130 because you do make it. That's in a concession to your point about the Pacific Division. Sure, because sure. there is a whole lot of holy shit in that division. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, it's not great. It's not really no. great. No, no, you got what your Anaheim Ducks rebuilt. Eh. You got shit. your San Jose Sharks that are toothless now. You your know. LA Kings that are kind of. Eh. They're like kings that are getting better, but eh, no. Seattle, Seattle's a wild card. I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, that defense is still yikes. Yeah, I, I think I think Calgary is still a team. Not entirely. Yeah, sure. they still are. You, you wouldn't know because they haven't done a damn thing. But yeah. Uh, oh, I'm Vegas. sorry. They did oh, sign no. Blake Coleman. Oh, and they signed Brad Richardson today. So oh, hey, your buddy, your cousin. Yeah, big brother Brad. Brad yeah. Really? Big brother? Well, he's taller than me, see? That's why. Um, Age has nothing to do with it. Heights everything in in our family. Um, That's the the credo. Rude. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, uh, hey. It's actually uh, in Latin. Not for nothing, though. They signed another Daryl Sutter guy, so there we go. Right? We can see what direction Daryl Sutter's taking this team in. That's coaching that fucking team. We're going back to mind about hockey again in Calgary. Fucking let's fart. We're going back to 2003-04, kids. If he can find himself a Mika Kiprasov clone and a Jerome McGinley clone. Oh, they're there in the finals again, baby. Oh, let's do this. What are we doing? Yeah. Why are we we waiting? Fire up the DeLorean. Mm. Johnny doesn't have his food up. Johnny's Johnny's dealing with sinuses again for week two. Oh, man. I feel your pain, brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Wow, there's a lot of lot of unsigned RFAs still. Yes, there are. Good amount of that. What is the causation for this? Is it just? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, it's the usual thing we see, Scotty, when we get to to this point in the off season, i.e., the final couple of weeks when we're heading towards training camp. And now, after everybody kind of took a break or took their time, it's like, okay, now it's crunch time. The, the 
this is par for the course. I don't know why every, I don't know why so many people, you know, are sitting down and, and looking at this as if discovering it for the first time, thinking, wow, look at all these unsigned RFAs. Like, where the fuck were you two years ago when we had guys like Line A and Marner who were still unsigned, you know, as we approached training camp? I mean, well, come there on. There was a pandemic going on. I think people were. Kinda... No, there wasn't in 2019. There no, was I think not, that. sir. I beg uh, to differ. Okay. Uh, point of order, sir. There was not. Crack epidemic. <laughs> but. Uh, Excuse me, damn chair. Right. Okay. My ass groove got worked out. There we go. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's dreadful. There we go. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, the, the talks are going on. It's like they're gonna pick up. Most of these guys will get all will be signed. I'll be very surprised if somebody like Brady Kachuk or Elias Pettersson or Quinn Hughes haven't been re-signed when training camp opens. They'll they'll get it done. You know. We were talking about Ottawa earlier, and like, yeah, I don't know how pretty. They're three million under the cap or under the floor, so they got the they got the money to spend. No, on. the money's not a problem. They want to sign the the latest word is eight years, eight mil a season for Brady Kachuk, which is pretty decent coin. I think they want to. I I think his agents are probably trying to bump that up to where he makes as much or more than Thomas Shabbat. His mm-hmm. is, I think, eight point four five. I think sounds right. Yeah, eight point four five mil a season yeah, for eight, eight years. Uh, eight, eight straight. Eight straight, is it? Okay. Oh, okay, that's right. Uh, I've got it. Yeah, AAV is eight straight. I got it. Yeah, I got it confused. They they want his uh, uh, Brady's uh, cap it to be eight point four five mil. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, so they'll get it sorted. They'll get it sorted. But, you know, but I, but again, I don't know why everybody thinks this is an unusual thing. This this is actually fairly normal. You know. Uh, I think the only one that's kind of. I don't know. The Kaprizov thing still kind of seems weird. Like that's Kaprizov's weird. getting signed for five years, nine mil a pop. That's gonna happen. Wow. But he's not. That, he's not hey. going to the KHL. That that got blown to shit about a week ago when the KHL started up. And oh, he's not playing there. Well, yeah, because CSK Moscow said he's not playing for them. So yep. bang went that that silly bluff. And the transfer window's closed now, so he can't go. <laughs> yeah. right. So there you are. So. But. Yeah, and they they like the dollar amount is going to be nine mil a season. It was just trying to figure out how long the contract was going to be. He wanted th- his camp wanted three years so they could tap into that sweet sweet UFA money sure. a lot sooner. And the Wild were like, no, we want you for seven to eight years, which was understandable on their part. So it looks like it's probably going to be five. That's that's yeah, I think that's the happy medium there. Is he all? The, is he worth nine million a year? Nine mil a year? Uh, I know it's a lot of money, but uh, hey, dollar bill, Kirill, you know, was is the most exciting thing to hit uh, the Minnesota Wild since Marion Gabrick was in his prime. So you know that's saying something. They haven't had a, a genuine scorer like him in their lineup since Marion Gabrick left town. So yeah, nine mil. Yeah, you can see it up. Yeah, it's a lot. Sure, it's a lot for a guy. But again, he's got that Calder Trophy there to go. Hey. <laughs> You know, I'm that good. So, by the way, what's hilarious is the Sens are under the floor and still have Bobby Ryan and DeAnthony in dead cap space. I know that's hilarious to me. Yeah, my God. But I mean, listen, if these kids, you know, keep developing that the way they are, and let, let's face it, last year, I again, I know they played all Canadian teams, but still, they were showing real signs of improvement last season. These kids keep developing the way they are. I mean, this is going to be kind of like a an example of how to do a rebuild right. You know, because, yeah, you know, some of these guys, you think about it, Brady Kachuk, you lock him up for eight years, eight mil a season. I mean, you're you're locking him up for the prime of his playing career. 
And the ceiling, if he if he continues going the way he's going, that eight mil a season is just going to look like a is going to look like a bargain. Because in three years' time, let's face it, guys like him are going to be looking for ten mil. Yeah. So that brings, told me the rebuild was done now. Yeah, according according to and this we talked about this on our on our Patreon segment, Lyle. We'd like to get your word. Uh, Dorian said the rebuild's done. Rebuild is now over, and go fuck yourselves. This is what we got. <laughs> Do you believe? When does the rebuild start? At conception? Or... <laughs> well, hold, hold. I think I think we're asking the wrong question here. Okay. So a rebuild a rebuild has a very 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 and I see what you did there, Scott. I'm pr- trying to move on from that. <laughs> has a very distinct start and that is the first year that a good team doesn't make the playoffs and then they start selling assets or draft picks that is a very distinct Bingo. start you are correct sir that's when it starts and a, it started with and it started for real with eric carlson but yes to your point yes yeah. so a and i will say a rebuild ends the first year that that team makes the playoffs after that period of time I'll, okay, I would disagree with you with that. The rebuild ends when they stop trading players for draft picks and prospects. For and that's what they stopped doing this year. They were no longer trading players for draft picks and prospects. They were trading players for players. Okay? They were trading draft picks for players now. You know? So, you know, that's that's where the rebuild ends is when you're no longer – you know, having a fire sale, you know, like Arizona's, the Arizona Coyotes are a perfect example of a team in the first year of a rebuild, you know, because what you're seeing there, and by God, give Bill Armstrong a lot of credit, holy shit, three first rounders and five second rounders in next year's draft, and what's supposed to be a deep draft, holy shit balls, now, if they can turn that, whether they can turn that into talent, we'll have to wait, that's another Can they trade those for an arena? (laughs) Hey, haven't you heard? They've got they they've submitted their bid for to build an arena in Tempe. Yeah. yeah, you know you know who else had that property like Applebee's. Like Applebee's will mm. probably get the bid over Arizona. <laughs> I know, right? But but yeah, but back to Ottawa though. Yeah, they're they're yeah in Dorian's mind anyway. They're done now. If they take a step backwards this season and they don't build towards a playoff contention, well then maybe oh, uh, it, but it won't be an admitted rebuild. It'll just it, then it's a reset. Yeah, then they're just renovating the bathroom. Yes, yes, exactly. All the wall, they're not tearing the walls out anymore now. It's just a bathroom reno. Yeah, the finishing touches. Yeah, the carpet didn't work, so you're replacing it with with hardwood flooring. I look at their defense, solid. I look at their forwards, solid. It's good good going ahead. Yeah. I look at their goaltending, I'm just like, good sweet Jesus. What What the hell is this? Well, again, with Matt Murray, it's if he's healthy, you're going to be fine. If he's not healthy, it's going to be an adventure. Uh, but hey, they got young guys, right? By right? the way, I, I, Johnny, I lied. I, my, I can't read. There, he had two guys over thirty: uh, uh, Mike Delzato, who's still in the league apparently, and uh, yeah. Nick Holden. So, two guys <laughs> over thirty. He's team. holding under his career. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Uh, okay, well, we're glad we you cleared that up for us there, Lyle. Um, oh, of course, no, no problem. Because we no were just problem. like, when when does the rebuild end? When does it all end? Uh, Lyle, when does when is trade is trading camp start next week? Mm, not. Hang on, let me consult the book of armaments. Uh, no, not next week. 
Because they got we got preseason no, games. Um, okay, I'm wrong. They're opening different. It's staggered timings. Uh, the 18th, I believe, is when the first camps open. All right, here we go. Next Saturday. Yeah. Next Saturday, as the NHL showcase will be winding down. Mm. Well, the the the, the, uh, the 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 development camps are opening this week. Ah, oh, here we go, baby. That's the difference. The dev camps open first, and then for a week, and then toward the end of next week, that's when. So that some of the teams will begin opening their camps, and then all of them will be going. Will be opening on the week of the by the twentieth, twenty first. They'll all be open by then. First, uh, first preseason game is the twenty fifth. Yep. So you got that to, that to look forward to. Come and already on. the NHL announcing God date and time changes for thirteen games. I know. <laughs> uh, that was pretty fantastic. Mm. Moving, moving some scheduling around. Moving things back and forth. You gotta well, get used to that because you know, as uh, the Delta variant does its does its business, followed by whatever the Echo vari- variant will be. Uh, you know, throughout the course of the winter, we're probably going to see that uh, some more games kind I heard, of. I heard there's a lot of a lot of bunnies with the Echo. Mm, bunny yeah. men, in fact. Yeah, Echo. Yeah. I saw and the bunny men. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. By yeah. the way, uh, for for. John they have Mark. lips like sugar. I I've been led to understand. Sugar and kisses. Uh, but for Mark and Johnny, uh, G Love and Special Sauce is playing in uh, Grand Forks this weekend. So that's awesome. Nice. Are you gonna go see him? Uh probably, probably. It's just, it's just on the Greenway. I can just walk down there and just. I don't know if they're actually having a concert, but they said they're gonna be there. So I don't know if it's <laughs> they're just gonna be walking just around, around actually, <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> it's the uh, it's a party on the Greenway at and Grand Forks Soul Asylum headlining. Don't miss um, it. Yeah. Uh, let Maybe me see. Maybe buy a ticket on a runaway train. Ah, there it is. There and it is. They need, Lyle, they need somebody to shove. Um, <laughs> what other things? Trampled by Turtles are playing Saturday, September 11th. Don't know who the fuck that is. G Love and Special Sauce playing Thursday, everybody. Get your tickets now. I love me some G Love and Special Sauce. So Thursday, yep, G Love and Special Sauce goes on at 8:30 after the Moon Cats. At this, there's three stages. What the fuck is this? How the hell do you have three stages? I know none of these. Oh, the ballet company's playing. Well, that's good. Uh, Soul Asylum Friday night 9:30. Uh, they'll be on the Sorrel stage. Uh, the Strive Life stage has Pete Moss playing. I don't know if it's playing or if it's just an exhibit of Pete Moss. I mean. Uh, is it a guy named Pete Moss, or is it just like? <laughs> no, it's P E A T M O S S. It might be. It might be Stephen Pete and Tyler Moss. Their band. Um, I'm not entirely sure because this is bad SEO because I can't look it up because it's showing me actual Pete Moss for for garden. <laughs> Am it Google? <laughs> yeah, Am it Google? Then something called Mandolin, uh, and then Blake and Burger in the morning. Actually, in the afternoon, afternoon drive. Then on another stage, the library is playing. Library? Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what this this third stage. Saturday, Trampled by Turtles, everyone's favorite. And then on Sunday afternoon, I Am They closes out the show. Whatever the fuck these bands are. I know Soul Asylum. That's about, and G Love and Special Sauce. Well, that's it. Trampled by Turtles apparently toured with Wilco. Well, good for them, I guess. It charted on the top ten, and come on, I don't know half these guys. What the fuck's going on here? Oh, it was number one in the. They had two number one records in the bluegrass charts, guys. Three number ones. What's happening here? How do we not know about this band? I hope they're all from Maryland. 
None from Duluth. That's the sad part. Yeah. Maybe they lost to Maryland and then they made their name trampled by Turtles. That'd be great if they did. So, late show with David Letterman, apparently they're on. All right. Uh, enough of trampled by Turtles. Lyle, what else we got to talk about here? Um, <laughs> Olympics. Big fan of the Olympics. Big fan of the teens going to the Olympics now. Uh, maybe. You know, uh, every time whenever they're going to the, whenever the NHL teams go to the Olympics, I always get, ah, oh, I'm not buying it. Ah, I don't care. Ah, the Olympics, I'm jaded. It's just big money. And then the Olympics happen, and I'm all in for two weeks. So I'm going to be the same way this time too. Um, yeah, I mean, once once we start getting closer, and you know, toward the toward the the Olympics in uh, in February. I mean, yeah, then we're gonna be like they'll be actually when they actually start picking the teams, it's just that's that's when my interest is gonna really ramp up. And yeah, once once this thing goes off, that's yeah, I'll be like everybody else, just I'll just be following it like crazy. <laughs> Can't help myself, man. I like love me these international tournaments when there's like actual like the players are actually want to do this because this is shit they want to do. I know that, uh, yeah, well, there's, you know, the politics of it and everything like that, but, you know, in China and with, you know, there's like over a hundred Canadians who are, are being held, you know, against their will by the Chinese government on trumped up charges and all that happy shit. And you hear, you know, and, and you hear, well, Canada should boycott. Well, first of all, Canada is not going to boycott. Um, and they said, well, the NHL should boycott. Well, it's not up to the NHL. The NHL, first of all, doesn't want to go, period. It has nothing to do with uh, China, their human rights or whatever. They just don't want to have the Olympics. But the whole condi- one of the big conditions of getting the players to sign off on the, the CBA extension they did last year was Olympic participation. Yes, it's going to be raining a lot during the Olympics. Olympic participation (laughs) in 2022 and again in 2026. And that was something that, yeah, the owners were willing to to accept in order to be able to get a five-year extension to the CBA. So, yeah, the, the NHL doesn't want this, but the players really want it. The players really want to go and play hockey, and they don't, they're not interested in, in the politics of it or whatever. They could care less. They just want to go and play hockey. So, yeah, that's the way it is. And so, yeah, we'll all uh, we'll all get really interested, and we'll all get excited about it when it all starts up. The one difference is that uh, you know there is a, an out clause for the NHL. You know, based on the pandemic, if things taken, you know, things go sideways again over the winter, if things get uh, pretty nasty. Then yeah, they can turn around and say, oh no, you know, safety concerns, blah blah blah. You know, we we can't go. But if things stay stay the way they are right now, yeah, it'll it'll be a go. It'll head off in uh, February, and that'll push the trade deadline into March, which means more money for me. So I'm happy about that. So hooray! March 21st, kids, mark it on your calendar. NHL trade deadline. Yeah. For 2022. Get ready, everybody. We're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Almost normal, doesn't it? Seems almost normal, even with an Olympic year in there, even with the Olympics in there. It feels almost almost normal. I'm traveling to cover hockey next week, Lyle. It's the fucking I normal. know, man. Hey. Lyle, if you want to make it feel more, more normal, just imagine that they had to shut down the league for three weeks because of COVID. And then you'd be like, oh, this feels familiar. <laughs> okay. oh, this, oh, this goodness. Yeah. Where'd this warmth go? Where's our bubble? We need a bubble. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> I yeah no I I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> Thanks. I'm no. just saying it might help ease the transition. That's all. 
So I'm saying. No, that now now all that does is ramp up my my anxiety. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. <laughs> got anything else? What do we got? We got anything else? Lala, we talked about? We uh, really is kind of. Yeah. on the Western Front, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's coming toward the end of that stuff now. Like they said, Dev Camp starts up tomorrow, so we'll start to uh, start to see that uh, the trickle slowly begin to become a flood of news and last-minute signings, and who knows, maybe some trades or something like that. One thing I will say: keep keep an eye on on some of these. You know, and you hate to call them lesser teams, but keep an eye on teams like lesser teams like Ottawa and Arizona because. Those are going to be teams that have a shit ton of cap space. New Jersey's another one that has a shit ton of cap space, and they're going to be keeping an eye on the teams that are pressed for cap space because there's going to be some clubs there that could end up being forced to uh, to shed players they otherwise would would not. And so, uh, yeah, if you get uh, you know a, a, a hot shot kid who comes into training camp and and performs really really well, and you want to make room to put him into your roster, well, somebody's going to move. So. Because of cap space, blah blah blah. Waivers would also be another way as well to keep an eye on that. We could see some some decent players you otherwise would not normally see end up on waivers doing so and getting claimed by some of these other clubs. So, kind of keep an kind of keep an eye on that over the next three weeks. Be fun. Get that. Get to that floor, kids. Let's get, get that. The, well, yeah. I mean, some of these teams got to get to the cap floor, <laughs> uh, but there's more teams that going to need to shed some salary. So, yeah, fun times. Fun times. Yeah. All right then. Um, still, I guess if, if, if we got nothing else, what are we doing here? Isn't it, well? It's time for a game show, don't you think? Yeah. Game show. It's called Scott's. Uh, Scott opens a pack of cards and tries to describe a player. Hey, there we go. It's a very long name for a game it's a show. Very long what game. what kind of pack of cards are we talking uh, about yeah, here? Trying to find Pokemon. Serious. Yep, Pokemon. Figure out. You're actually going to try to figure out what Pokemon goes with what NHL player. Don't laugh. 20 years ago, I could have told you those because my son was big into collecting Pokemon cards back then. So, uh, we got ourselves some 1991 Series One Parker. Oh, Parkhurst ones. Yeah, I remember those. For a free Parkhurst 91 Series One checklist and merchandise catalog, and I, I can send this. To, oh, Park or uh, Pro Set. <laughs> How about that? Guessing that PO box is not not does not exist anymore. Probably not there. Probably not. Uh, does Parkhurst even exist anymore? Mm, uh, well, Upper Deck bought the licensing. I was gonna say, Upper Deck buys everything until mm. until fucking uh, what's the the fanatics. the fanatics does it. All right, first card off the deck. Uh, this guy is coming off a hell of a hell of a year. Nineteen ninety ninety one played sixty games. He's a goaltender. Had no shutouts, but a 320 goals against average. Uh, had uh, played 3,415 minutes. Former uh, New Westminster Bruin of the WHL posted three shutouts and also was a backup to Grant Fuhrer before winning Scott Smythe Trophy. Oh, damn. Oh. Trophy? Who's to say? Did I say it was the year that this happened? Did I say it was the years down the line? But I know he won a Consmite trophy. Oh, oh, oh. Me, 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 me. Lyle? Bill Ranford. Billy Ranford. Right there, yes, baby. Yes, sir. Nice. Good job, Lyle. Way to go, Lyle. All right, this next guy. We'll go to we'll go to Mark for the first participant here. All right. All right. All right. Um, all right, this guy, his 1990-91 
had 45 goals, 91 points in 76 games. Okay. He was from Montreal, Quebec. He was drafted in the uh, ninth round of the 84 entry draft. Wow, nine rounds. 84? In 84, <laughs> yeah. He is the only uh, player, uh, what is it? Oh, he is the only player from this franchise to win a Calder Trophy and being named the first all-star team in four consecutive seasons. Who is this winger? Mark. Jesus. 84? How the fuck am I supposed to know that? I was one year old. He drafted in 84, and then he played. This is 1991. God. I'm pretty sure that Yari Curry isn't from Canada, but I'm going to say Yari Curry. Close. Right team for that time, I think. Right team for that time. Johnny, you got a guess? Um, Luke Robitaille. There it is. Luke Robitaille, right yep. there, maybe. Yep. Good there it is. I'm surprised he is the only king to win a, a Calder Trophy. Uh, Johnny, we'll start you off with this one. This goalie had a 3.12 goals against, had yet to play uh, to get a shutout from Abington, Pennsylvania. Big, uh, big Wisconsin Badger guy. Uh, played two years there. Teammate of uh, Tony Granato and Paul Ranheim. Uh, and he played for Team USA in the 91 Canada Cup. So there was that. Uh, he also represented him in the Olympics, in, uh, the U.S. and Olympics in 88 in Calgary. And the World Junior Championship in 85, 86 for the U.S. Name this goaltender, Johnny. Um, Todd Barrasso. Sorry. Lyle? Um, uh, John Van Beesbrook. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Mark? All around here. Mike Richter. Mike Richter's on there. There it is. There it is. uh, The guy who took John Van Beesbrook's position. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lyle, we'll start with you on this one. Okay. Uh, This guy from uh, the 90-91 season had 43 goals, 82 points, played for Sudbury. Uh, was named OHL Rookie of the Year in 81, selected in the third round in 82, uh, made the jump to juniors to the pro with ease, played for New Jersey before landing with his current team in this Sings. Um, yeah. Sarnia, Ontario native. Mm-hmm. Name this former New Jersey Devil draft pick. Kirk Muller? Sorry, not Kirk Muller. <sighs> shit. Mark. Go to John first. John? Um, Sergey Breland? Sorry. Good guess, though. We'll give you points for a Sergey Breland drop. <laughs> oh. that, that is our month of September special. The Sergey Breland drop gets points. <laughs> uh, Mark? Um, hmm. Kirk Muller. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I don't know. Got nothing. Well, I hate Pat for Beak. Oh, Pat for wow. Beak. Pat for Beak. Yeah. We're in the uh, right neighborhood, that's for sure. Mark, we'll start with you. Okay. Break? Hit me. Hit me with your best shot. 90-91. This guy had 28 goals and 103 points from the blue line. Oh. How many points? 103. Wow. Uh, was a cons- former Smythe Trophy winner. 
all-time point leader. It's like one of two guys. Okay, keep going. Back on the power play. Yeah. And bro- this, this is, uh, oh, he's trying to break the 100-point plateau for the second straight season this year, mm. coming off his best season to date. Drafted first in the first round in 1981. <laughs> Who is this defenseman? <sighs> so it's clearly one of two players. Well, it could be th- one of three players, really. 81, though. But I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with uh, Rob Blake on this one. Sorry. Damn. Yes, though. I like the Rob Blake. It's Johnny. For some reason, the first person that popped into my head was Al McGinnis. Al McGinnis is on there. There you are. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Look at that. I so he was not one of my three. Wow. I was I was thinking Ray Bork for a second, but I like yeah. no, Ray Bork got selected the year before, but I was, yeah. I was on Leech, Bork, and... Uh, Blake. Nice one, Johnny. Good one, John. Thanks. Johnny, you get to start off with this one. This guy was born February 7th, 1968. Uh, he was a ninth round choice in 1990. First season in the NHL was this past one. Had 12 goals, 28 points. Uh, but he is, uh, he is a guy who played in the Czech, uh, Czechoslovakian leagues, lit that shit up. And had a solid rookie season named Rookie of the Month in November of 1990 and scored his first hat trick during that time as well. Named this prospect, this former ninth round pick from 1990. Um, Czechoslovakian. Rookie of the Month, November 90. That's crucial. Robert Reichel. Sorry. So. Isn't he the Ace and Gary guy? Hmm? Oh, and it's Robert Smichael. Yeah. <laughs> the ambiguously gay duo. Uh, Lyle? Oh, damn it. Damn it. Um, I know it's wrong. Bobby Holik. Sorry, no Bobby yeah. Holik on this one. Mark? Czechoslovakian. Mm. Nineteen. I'm gonna kick myself when you say who it is, too. I just know it. Nineteen nine. Is it Jarmir Yager? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, he wasn't a ninth round pick. Peter Bond. Peter Bond. Oh, I, I, I didn't hear the ninth round part. Uh, I have no idea that Peter Bondro was that old. Right. I have a I have a, a puck that was made in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we start with Lyle on this one. This guy was a first overall pick. Had you just said that Sean wanted us to red card his kid, we all would have gotten it. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, this guy's a former first overall pick in 85. Uh, played for, uh, started off as a defenseman before moving to forward. Had severe back and leg injuries, which limited his playing time over the past four seasons. But had 18 goals and 34 points in 1991. Lyle, name this former first overall pick. Wendell Clark. Wendell Clark on the board. No, as soon as you said starters and defensemen yep. and went for it, but also first overall pick was also another dead giveaway. Sure was. Yeah. Uh, yep, don't know this guy. We've done it's decently funny though, he well with this. started out as a defenseman and they moved him forward, though. Yeah, that was good. All right, this one is going to be tough, so we'll give it to Mark. Okay, great. I love tough. This guy, uh, 1990-91, had 22 goals and 51 points in 72 games with the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. but he doesn't play Obviously. anymore. 
he is a me- he was a member of the Canadian national squad that uh, won the World Junior Championship in '84 and '85. Mm-hmm. He was a first rounder, uh, third choice, eleventh overall. I don't know how. It's- Did Buffalo have like three picks in the first round in '83? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been around. He bounced around, and by this time, he's on this card. It's his, his third team in as many seasons. Uh, he had two strong years before trade uh, took him to Long Island. Jesus, so what, do you, what do you think? Who who is this? Who is this former third choice, eleventh overall in the '83 draft from Burlington, Ontario? So he's in Long Island right now. He's on the he's, Islanders. He's a member at, of the Islanders. At this snapshot in time. At this snapshot in time. Ninety-one. Uh, um. Pierre Turgeon. Sorry. Damn it. Johnny? Um, for some reason, I don't remember his first name. And it's probably wrong anyway. But for some reason, I'm thinking Conley. But I don't remember his first name. It's no, not, not Brett for, Conley because he played for, for the Caps. Um, but it's the other, the Conley Tim, that played Tim for Conley. the Tim Conley, yeah. Nope, not Tim Conley. All right. Lyle? Oh, man. 65210, if that means anything. Hmm. Um, I, I, uh, I got a tap on this one. I got nothing. What? Adam Creighton, of course. Adam Creighton. Oh, yeah. Adam <laughs> yeah. Adam Creighton. Um,. All right. Mid-major. Right? This guy. This guy here. 21 goals, 46 points uh, for the Red Wings in 1991. Played with Los Angeles, Edmonton, prior to that. Set a club record with three power play goals in one period in December 27th, 89, which was his first hat trick with the Red Wings. He's from Southfield, Michigan. Second overall in the 86th draft. Johnny, who is this Red Wing that I'm holding um, in my hand right now? Dina Cicerelli. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. Craig Simpson? Sorry. Sorry. Mark? And being the youngest on the show and not the one looking at the sheet here, there's absolutely no way I'm going to get an 85 Red Wings guy that's playing in 91. <laughs> it's like just not going to happen. Like if it's not oh. Gordy Howe, then I don't know who the fuck it is. Wow. Did he figure out who it was? Okay. Just, okay. He, okay. When was he drafted? 85, 86, 86. And who drafted him? Uh, looks like Los Angeles. Oh, um, I was gonna say I was gonna say uh, Joe Murphy, but not Joe Murphy. Sorry, Mark, you pass up on this one. Yeah, right. he, I think he did get traded for Gretzky though. Jimmy Cors, Jimmy Carson, Jimmy Carson. Ah, I love the show. Yeah, he was oh, great. when you said Los Angeles and Edmonton, I'm thinking Craig Simpson. I meant Jimmy Carson. Shit. Ah, uh, we all do. We all get oh, that. Oh, damn. Uh, this former North Dakota Fighting Sioux is a popular addition to the Jets team because he's from Winnipeg. He was taken in the second round of the 88 draft, had 93 goals in three seasons with North Dakota, named to the first all-star team in the WCHA, received brief exposure uh, to the cold of Canada, and now he's part of the Jets. 
Johnny, who is this former fighting Sue? Um, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Man. Uh, I mean, uh, that doesn't really help me. He's a man, correct. Um, Partial points for that. And he played for the Jets at this time? Yes, he did. And he wasn't a goalie? He was not a goalie. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I see a pokey reddit coming up in here. <laughs> uh, I have no idea who played for the Jets. Hmm. Timo Solani. Close, but no cigar. What? <laughs> um, Chris King. Nope. Yeah, Mark, know. could I even try? Andrew Castles. Close. Not really. <laughs> Russell Romanek, Russ Romanek, good friend of uh, of the family here. So there we go. Good friend of the family. Um, how many cards were in this pack? A lot. <laughs> oh my <brother>. God. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, I mean we're at the dregs now, are are we not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one, he reached the thousand point club in uh, February twenty third. Hey, there you go. That narrows it down. Thirtieth player in NHL history to reach the four figures. Uh, and scores 500th goal of the season as well. 500th goal of the season? Oh, sorry. That's a record. So 500th goal that season. <laughs> uh, three active players to ascend uh, 500 and 1,000. Played for the Nordiques, played for the Blackhawks. Had one hell of an eyebrow game. Uh, Lyle, we'll start with you. Name this 1,000-point uh, scorer. Michel Goulet? Michel Agule. There we go. Good work. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this one. No one's gonna get it. Okay. But this guy's from Sterling Heights, Michigan. Seventh round choice. Is that hold on, is that north or south of <laughs> I think that's uh south. Okay. Uh played for uh played for somewhere. Wait, oh, University of Michigan. Yeah, that makes sense. Two times CCHA All Star, NCAA West second team all American. Four seasons with the Winnipeg Jets before going to Los Angeles, home of the doors. Played for the U.S. national team and won a regular job with the Philadelphia Flyers as he's heading for his personal best in goals and points, which to this day was 9 and 20. <laughs> so, Mark, give me the you guy who was really born stands out. June 26th, 1965. He was born uh, just a day before me. And uh, 22 years, oh, no, sorry, 18 years before I was born. So, who did he play for? Who the hell? How the hell would I know? Winnipeg, Los Angeles, Philly. I'm going to pass. How the hell am I supposed to know this? <laughs> Johnny? Um, who, yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, so. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. Um, Rico Fada. Close. 68. <laughs> Lyle. Dave Brown. I don't know. Close. Another generic name. Brad Jones. Oh. Brad. <laughs> there you go. We really are hitting to the dregs of the pack here. Holy shit. Right, there we go. That was that pack. Should we go to the rosters or do another pack? We like this game or is that shit? I don't mind this game. Get, fuck it. Let's go to 92 Series 2. There you go. Series One 2, more. baby. Let's get some updated shit. You know what? I, I don't like that pack. I don't like that my pack feels. That pack feels bad. All right, this <laughs> one feels good. 
I used to do that at card stores too. I'm like, this pack doesn't feel heavy enough. I'm not gonna get <laughs> this one. I'm not gonna get a Nolan Ryan and Bugs Bunny card. Anyway, here we go. Season two, 1992. Oh boy, I look at the back card. That doesn't look great. That does not a great start. Uh oh. All right, here we go. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. We we did not. Boy, boys, this is gonna be uh, time to end the show. Yeah. 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 Well, look at the time. <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, we're nine minutes not... out from the end of the show, so maybe I... there's like two or three you'll find in there. I for will a while. not put you through. I'll put you through a couple. Okay. Uh, this guy. This guy. This guy. Defenseman. Uh, Acton, Massachusetts. Black Third shots. overall from the Islanders. Islanders through and through. Played in the Calgary Olympics. Uh, three uh three seasons with University of Michigan. One as a captain. Uh, defenseman. Johnny, name this New York Islander. Defenseman. Um. He has an antivirus named after him. I'll give you that clue. Oh. Great. <laughs> and he's American, so that takes out Kaspersky. <laughs> uh, uh, Brad Norton. <laughs> Oh, close. Close. It's Brad Come McAfee. <laughs> Lyle, Lyle, you Brad pick Johnson. Up? I don't know. No, you don't know? No. Not going to pick up his pieces? Mark? Edward Norton. No. Jeff Norton. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. This guy. This guy. This fucking guy. Uh, He... A former Winnipeg or future Winnipeg Jet who did a uh, advertisement with a Pizza Hut pizza is a ruffian. Had 246 penalty minutes with the Rangers in 91-92. Was picked 27th overall in 88. Uh, and uh, he's a native of Windsor, Ontario. Mark, name this pizza guy. 27th overall in 92. Uh, 88. 80, 82. Got 88. it. From Windsor, Ontario. What team is he on at this point? Uh, the Rangers. Hmm. Adam Graves. Sorry. Damn it. Lyle? Ty Domi. Ty Domi is right there. Right there. Pizza guy. Pizza guy. One of the funniest stories I ever heard about Ty Domi, Mark Messier used to ask a question as a joke. He used to say, which would you rather have, a million dollars or Ty Domi's head full of nickels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big head. Big yeah. head. Big, thick head. Um, boy, I like it, Trebek. All right, so we're going to go to this guy, rookie card, fifth, fifth, uh, 81st overall in 1990. Uh in 91-92, had 21 goals and 34 assists in 39 games. Uh, was a 105-point player with the Kitchener Rangers. And uh, advanced to the Memorial Cup Finals with the Rangers. Lyle, name this uh, Drummondville, Quebec native. Okay, I'm going to need to hear that briefly. Give me the rundown on him again. All right. He was a had, had 39 games played in 91-92 with 34 points, including 21 goals. Played for the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, got to the Memorial, Memorial Cup final at 105 points in that season as well. Fifth choice, 81st overall in the 1990 draft. Oh, boy. Suits uh, left. He's six foot 194. Oh, man. 
had 87 points in 77 games with the AHL the year before. <laughs> what team is he playing for? Uh, Montreal. So this should be a layup. Not necessarily. Um, Drummondville, Quebec, uh, Gilbert Dion. There it is, right there. See, it was a layup. Yeah. Easy layup, everybody. Proud of Eric Desjardins. Desjardins. <laughs> no, I think Dijon Mustard. <laughs> Uh, all right, this guy, I had to put a car away because I'm putting this card away too because this guy only has two first names and I don't trust him. Uh, <laughs> uh, this guy is uh, from uh, from Marshfield, Massachusetts. 69th overall. Nice. Nice. 87 draft. Played go. for the San Diego Gulls after playing for the Boston University Terriers. Uh, represented the U.S. in the 87 World Juniors. Uh, in 89, he shared the George V. Brown Award for uh, with current Maple Leaf Joe Sacco as BU Hockey MVP. Uh, won the Spirit Award for Boston University two times and as the head coach of the Olympic team for the U.S. this year. Mark? Oh, Jesus. You already mentioned this earlier in the show. You did, buddy. Let's see what retention you got. I got none. I got zero retention. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Todd Reardon, he's an assistant. I don't care. Incontinence. <laughs> Johnny? I have no idea either. I don't know. I wasn't even listening to you. <laughs> um, He's the head coach of the U.S. Olympic team this year. Gerard Gallant. <laughs> Lyle? Mike Sullivan. Thank you. Mike Sullivan. He <laughs> got the American head coach. All right. Johnny, we'll start with you. Jamie He's an Stewart. analyst for the Washington Capitals. Alan May. There it is. Alan May. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when when the wheel of fortune uh thing pops up and there's no letters on the board yet and you're like toronto maple leafs yeah. <laughs> uh this guy here multiple times he doesn't even have a bio his he's been around the league so long uh 22nd overall in 74 fuck off uh <laughs> won a uh, stanley cup in 92 and 91 Okay. As well as the '80s. I love the '80s. From from uh, from huh? I love the '80s. Who doesn't? Uh, from '80 80 to '83, he won Stanley Cups. And in '91 and '92. And huh? in '91 and '92, six time wow. baby. Yep. Uh, Val Marie Saskatchewan. Lyle yep. already knows it. Yeah. Mark, we'll start with you. Yeah, you go ahead. <sighs> so who played for the Islanders and for the Penguins? That's for you to find out, brother. He's the best. Is that Tom Barrasso? Nope. Sorry. Damn it. Johnny? Johnny? <laughs> I feel like it's Brian Trottier. Yes, Brian it is. Trottier. Yeah. My next, I even my next gave group, it to you. Yeah. If, He's if the I, best. If, if I didn't, uh, if, when, if you didn't get that one, I would have given you the hint. He called Brian When, when you said that he was, a, he was a first round pick in 74, and then... Your next sentence is he won Stanley Cups in 92 and 91. It's like, oh, yeah, that's fucking Brian Trache. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he called Brian Bell as a tit fucker at one point. And, yeah. uh, and he wasn't wrong. Yeah. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> I don't know why that's that's offensive. I don't care. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine I still with it. to this day don't understand how it's in there. Lay on the ice like a broad, Bellows. <laughs> that I get. <laughs> All right. Uh, this guy, this guy, uh, 234th overall in 89, had 33 points in 78 games, 
with the Quebec Nordiques, played for the Kumja. The uh, yeah, that's about all we got. Lyle, who do you got? <laughs> what team does he play for? Quebec, Quebec Nordiques. Yeah, he said okay. Quebec Nordiques. That's about all you got. <laughs> does he have any penalty minutes? Uh, eighty-six. Oh, does it really give you? Uh, Chris Simon. Ah, uh, not Chris Simon. Sorry. Wow, you mean in one year? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Chris Simon, right? Yeah, yeah. no, that was a week. Game. Uh, Mark. And the Nordiques in '91. Yeah, come on, everyone knows this. Fool, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know this. Uh, uh. Play for the Halifax Citadel too. Come on, we all know our Halifax Citadel. Oh, Joel Quenville. Sorry, not Joel Quinville. I appreciate it. Johnny, he's from Luxine, Quebec, if that makes any sense. Oh, damn it. Why didn't you mention that earlier? Yeah. I would have gotten that. Yeah. Um, David Scott. Legend. <laughs> Sorry. Claude Lapointe. We're looking for Claude Lapointe. Oh, I've heard uh, of him. Lapointe. I've heard of him. I have, too. I just uh, forgot he played for the Nordiques. All right, this guy was the shooting percentage leader in 1991 um, with uh, 27% shooting accuracy. <laughs> That's advanced stats. Had a, yeah. career, had a career best in goals with 53, assists with 37, and points with 90. Scored 53 goals in just 196 shots. First round pick in 84. Uh, had two hat tricks in the 91-92 seasons against Los Angeles. And finished with sixteen a sixteen game point scoring streak. Um, Johnny, who is this shooting percentage leader? What year? Um, what team is he on? Uh, Calgary. Uh, Leo Flurry. Sorry, sorry. It would go with the theme of today, but yeah, it would. Uh, Lyle. Gary Roberts. Roberts, right there, baby. Shitty photo, I think, honestly. Like, very blurry. Mm. Yeah, it's not that good, is it? Yeah, it's hard. But if you want it, we'll give it to you. Mm. Um, and finally, Wayne McBean. Hey! <laughs> I would save you. Scotty's going to Wayne his McBean later. Oh, <laughs> hello. What do you think I do when I'm uploading the show? Uh, <laughs> I like that game. Actually, you should play that one again sometime. Right. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that one. Perfect. Yeah, the other one. Bullshit. Let's get more like 1996 cards, though. I've got a whole oh, box sure. of 1989 score around got, here. Yeah, so I think it's over there. Two cards from the 90s. That, that's fine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, like, I gave you this one. If I told you this guy. So this is a card from the 90s. If I told you this guy, he's from the Czech Republic. Yep. All right, Mark? Okay. Got it. That's right. after they broke up then. Matt, well, sorry, Czech, Czechoslovakia. Oh. That was before they broke up. Um, he, uh, I like their stuff better before they broke up, honestly. He does right? Uh, yeah. he, play, he played for uh, Team Canada in the World Junior Championships and the 92 Olympics. He defected as a 17-year-old during a, a midget hockey tournament and currently on the Rangers at this time in 95-96. Oh, fuck. Like for the Canucks and the Blues prior. Oh, man. Mark, who is it? Canucks and the Blues before the Rangers. This is Pavel Bure. 
Sorry. No, he's Russian. John. That's true. You're right. He is Russian. I can't um, think of his name. Peter, I can... Peter Sakura. Sorry, not Peter Sakura. Which one? Right. Yeah, sure. Which one? <laughs> Lyle, you're chopped at the bit. Thanks for saying Peter. You saved my life. Peter Nedved. Peter Nedved. <laughs> hey. Thanks for the assist, Johnny. Seriously, yeah. I could see him. I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Yeah, that's a wild story. During the Max Midget tournament, he defected. Yeah. Didn't come back. Then, then got Canadian citizenship. Tournament. Played for their, huh? The Quebec, uh, Quebec Pee Wee International Tournament? No, the Calgary Minor Midget Tournament. Yeah, Calgary Minor Midget, the Max. Yeah. The Max. Now, even though Max is not a thing anymore. I know. Sadly. Shout out Circle K. Oh, God. Yeah. There's trouble afoot at the Circle K, Lyle. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Bill and Ted taught us. Mm. Um. Well, thank you, Lyle. We're getting that much closer. Next week, I'll be actually at hockey. Yes, and you will. You guys will be, and we will be much closer to training camp. And as I said, the dev camps will be going on. So, exactly. You can taste, feel it. Anyway, thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, guys. Have a good one. There he goes. It's Lyle Richardson. He's on SpectresHockey.net, and you can catch him at SpectresHockey on Twitter. Johnny, shoutouts. Um, I'll give a shout out to the NHL season starting mm-hmm. and, uh, I'll give a shout out to Scotty for traveling to Blaine. Hey, Blaine, I got a new come. No. All right. And, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I'm probably going to take a bunch of drugs and sleep. Got a boy. Uh, Mark. Uh, <clears throat> shout out to Dios de lo, Dia de los Muertos again. That's like many times that I've shouted this out, but uh, they re- they re-released it. In case you're wondering what to pair with it, uh, a food to pair with Dia de los Muertos is vanilla coffee rubbed sirloin with roasted baby potatoes and molasses air. Okay. I don't know how you get air from molasses, but you know, this is a fancy. Way. It's fancy. Uh, if you if it were a cheese, it's Lemieux's signature Gouda. Mm. A cigar would be a Camancho Corojo, Corojo Maduro, or Corojo, Corojo. Yeah, whatever. You get it. Oh, yo. It's a J. I don't know how to pronounce it. Corojo, probably. It's probably a Y. And then if it were music, this is the kicker. Listen to Ritual by the Black Dahlia Murder. I'm going to guess that's uh, death metal. Yes, it is. Bluegrass. Because that's their thing. <laughs> uh, so shout out to that. It's my favorite beer of all time. Uh, wow. No joke. No cap. No cap. Is that what the kids say now? It's no cap. Um, I guess that's it. I don't really have anything crazy to shout out to. I never do. Never do. All right. It's all, oh, actually, take that back. Shout out to my son, Hudson, who started preschool this week. Hey. He's been crushing it. Doing very well. Loved his first two days. He tells jokes. Apparently, one of his jokes I'll, I'll share with you. Uh, so uh, what do the cows... What, where, do, what do you, where, where do you take a cow on Friday night? Mm. You take him to the movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kids' Freaking great. It's funny.
So he apparently has been killing it with the jokes at preschool. Oh, he's a freaking Jerry Lewis in the making. Yeah, the apple fell. Well, I don't know. I'm not that funny. So pretty far from the tree, I guess. Yeah, your moments. It's not so much we laugh with you. We laugh at you mostly. It's true, and I I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Um, shout out road trip into Blaine. Shout out uh Euro trip. Oh yeah, shout out Euro trip. Good, good. Um, shout out to Kate Beth, fifteen years old tomorrow. Fuck. Wow. Damn. That's ridiculous. Absurd. So, yep, she will be. Uh, she's in the mid-teens now. So, goddamn, fifteen. Yeah, right. Wow. Shout out, strong bad, strong bad. And that's about it. I think so. And shout out the Black Bears. Let's go Black Bears opening weekend. Let's get an opening weekend win. Be great. Uh, that's it. That's all for Jenny P. Mark of the C. I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Face Off Hockey Show. All uh, part of the Face Off Hockey Show media faction. You can find us on all the kind of podcatchers. You can get us at uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, all the fun stuff there. Probably LinkedIn, too, if we wanted to go there, but probably won't. Um, there's that. You can find us on the socials at FOHS Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Patreon.com slash Face Off Hockey Show. Uh, until next week, I will be on location, and uh, we'll have a fun time with all that. Till then, peace. <laughs>